Hare Krishna. So we are <clears throat> beginning the sacred month of Kartik, which um, Srila Prabhupada compared to a sale in a store. Sometimes when a store opens, it has a sale, and you can get uh, valuable items uh, by paying less price. So in the month of Kartik, with a uh, relatively small investment of devotional energy, you get a very big result. And one of the uh, items of the practice in the month of Kartik is the singing of the uh, Damodar Astakam, which will take place at 8 o'clock every evening for this whole month, and to offer uh, a lamp uh, to Lord Damodar. Uh, Dhamma means rope, and Udara means belly. So Damodar is the form of Krishna uh, tied around the, his belly by the ropes of Mother Yashoda. Uh, the whole pastime of the Damodar Lila takes two full chapters in Srimad Bhagavatam. And it's a very uh, beautiful pastime. And also a little difficult to understand because Krishna uh, is, is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's the Supreme Controller. But in this pastime, he comes under the control of his mother, Yashoda. Now, Krishna is unborn and eternal. In the Bhagavad Gita, he says he's the father of every living entity. So how can he have a mother? But that is also his uh, lila or play or pastime. Every uh, living entity has an eternal relationship with Krishna in one of five transcendental rasas or relationships. So there's uh, Shantaras, which is, you could say, uh, passive service. Uh, like in, in the spiritual sky in Goloka Vrindavan, all the elements are 
conscious, uh, fully conscious, Krishna conscious. So the 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 clouds they give they give Krishna shade, the trees. Uh, so they are considered to be in shantaras. Then there's dasiras, which is a servant of Krishna. <clears throat> and, and then there's sakiras, uh, friends of Krishna. And then there's vatsalyaras, which is a parental relationship. So in the Vatsalyaras, Mother Yasoda is, is the emblem. She's the, the best of the devotees in Vatsalyaras. And so Krishna, to reciprocate her or any devotee's desire to serve him in a particular relationship, will play that, the part and in this case, because she wanted to serve Krishna with maternal love, he plays the part of her child. And Krishna has two energies, uh, Maha Maya and Yoga Maya. Maha Maya is the material energy, what generally we call Maya, which uh, makes us forgetful of Krishna. But there's a spiritual Maya called Yoga Maya, which operates in Goloka Vrindavan, which... Uh, partially conceals the Lord and partially reveals him. Uh, it reveals him as the most attractive personality, but it conceals his uh, godly opulence. So the devotees in Vrindavan <coughs> They're attracted to Krishna. They have spontaneous love for Krishna. But they're not thinking that he's God. There's no condition that, oh, if he's God, we'll love him. They, they love him naturally and spontaneously. And they are not aware that he's God, or if on occasion he for the sake of his devotees, has to manifest his godly opulence and powers, uh, they forget uh, that he's God and their uh, maternal love or whatever it is um, takes over. So in this particular pastime, of uh, Damodar Lila, uh, uh, the the history is that uh, Krishna uh, was playing as a young child, and Mother Yashoda was uh, feeding him, 
uh, milk from her breast. And that milk also is not ordinary milk. It's her love, her prema in liquid form. But she had some milk on the fire, which started to boil over. So she set baby Krishna aside to tend to the overflowing milk before Krishna was satisfied. And he became angry. Of course, these are all (laughs) transcendental. It's nothing like material anger. He became angry and in his mood of anger there was a a pot of yogurt hanging from the ceiling so he he took a stone and broke it and um, he started to eat it and feed his friends, some of whom are monkeys, were monkeys. So when Mother Yashoda came back to the spot, she saw the broken pot, and she saw Krishna's footprints, which had been smeared with butter, and she concluded that this was the work of Krishna. So she wanted to catch him to uh, tie him up with ropes. I mean, part of it was a punishment, but part of it was also to keep him from uh, further mischief. So she was pursuing Krishna, but because... Uh, he was uh, young and agile. He was uh, always ahead of her. She couldn't catch him. Uh, But then seeing her, uh, you know, sincere desire for his welfare, he allowed her to catch him. So then, uh, as mentioned, she wanted to uh, bind him with ropes. Now, every morning in their daily pastimes, Mother Yasoda would help Krishna get dressed, along with some of the household servants who are in Dasiras. And she never had any trouble tying uh, a belt around Krishna's waist. But in this case, uh, she couldn't tie the the ropes. They were short by uh, the width of two fingers. So, okay, she got some more ropes. There's still two fingers too short. So she got more. Uh, she got all the ropes in the household, and they, they were a coward community. So they had lots of ropes. 
maybe miles of ropes. And you showed us friends, they also started bringing ropes from their households. And no matter how many ropes they joined together, it was still two inches too short. Or two, the width of two fingers too short. So Mother Yashoda, she was perspiring, she was very anxious. And Krishna allowed himself to be bound by her. And there's a verse in the Bhagavatam that mentions two very important words. One was from Mother Yashoda's side, Parishram. Parishram means uh, hard labor or intense endeavor. And the other was Krishna Kripa, which means Krishna's mercy. So uh, learned scholars, our uh, previous acharyas, have commented that the, the width of two fingers by which the ropes were too short could be overcome by this combination of parishram, hard labor, and Krishna Kripa, Krishna's mercy. And they say that this is the uh, secret to binding Krishna. We make our best effort and uh, depend on his mercy. Now we uh, experience this challenge every day. When we chant, for example, we want to uh, fix our mind on Krishna, or in a way you could say we want to capture Krishna in our mind. But it's not easy. As uh, Arjuna tells Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, Chanchala Himana Krishna, the mind is very chanchal, very flickering. And he says it's 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 more difficult to control the mind than it is to control the wind. And who can control the wind? It's more difficult to control the mind. But Krishna says it is possible by practice, abhyasa. And Srila Prabhupada says that, that the saying, practice makes perfect, holds even in spiritual life. <clears throat> it's possible by practice and by detachment. Um, that's from our side. And then, Krishna's mercy. So this uh, chanting is 
um, something that, as, as Srila Prabhupada said, it's chanting is easy, but the determination to chant is not so easy. Um, and therefore, we have a uh, japa mala chanting beads with which we keep track of our chanting. Now, sometimes people say, you know, why, why do you have to keep track? Why do you have to make a show that you're chanting? Uh, but the idea is to build up our spiritual strength. Just like if you're doing some exercise, maybe lifting weights or doing push-ups. So you do a certain number, and then when you build up, as you build up your strength, you can do more repetitions. So it's the same with chanting. And, uh, so we recommend everyone should have some minimum number of rounds that they chant every day. And this would be a good item for you to uh, take up, especially in Kartik. Uh, chanting one round... Of course, it can take a little longer, a little shorter, but at most it should take 10 minutes or less. And when we think of how many, well, there's 24 hours in a day and 60 minutes in an hour, so how many minutes is that? Can someone calculate or how much? 1,440 minutes. So if we chant one round, and we'll say 10 minutes to be liberal and also to make the calculation easier. So we would have 1,430 I thought there's 1,440 in a day. So if we take 10 minutes out of that <laughs> to chant around, then you would still have 1,430 minutes left. And what percentage is 10 minutes out of 1,440? 10 over 1,440, or how much? It's half of a percent. Half of a percent, which is almost negligible for one round. So I would suggest or humbly request that everyone should 
take up some minimum, at least one round. Um, and I'm sure we, we would have uh, Japa beads available in the gift shop. And now sometimes people, they, like some, in the beginning especially, some people don't have a taste for chanting. It's not that they can't spare ten minutes. They don't have a taste for it. But that is also uh, described in a book called The Nectar of Instruction by Srila Rupa Goswami, who is Armenacharya, you could say, following uh, Lord Chaitanya uh, directly. And he gives the example that if someone has the disease of jaundice, sweet things taste bitter. I actually had that experience in India. But the Ayurvedic cure for that jaundice is uh, rock candy sugar candy. But because of the disease, that sugar candy, rock candy, tastes bitter. But you take it uh, as, as a, like a medicine, as a cure, and as you gradually recover from your illness, that rock candy starts to taste sweeter and sweeter. And then when you're completely cured, you can taste it as it is, which is sweet, like nectar. So in our conditioned state, and what is that uh, disease? Rupa Goswami says the disease of avidya or ignorance mainly ignorance of our identity. We think we're the body. And um, and so things related to the soul or the supreme soul seem uh, irrelevant or useless, waste of time. So by chanting that a disease of avidya becomes destroyed uh, at, at its root. So even if we don't have uh, So even if we don't have much taste for chanting, but by chanting we will develop the taste. Uh, that disease of avidya will be 
uh, cured and we'll be able to taste the sweetness of the holy names. And uh, the early hour mornings, the early hours of the morning, are highly recommended for spiritual practices. Uh, and this is common to many spiritual traditions. Um, when I was based in Bombay, I had some Muslim friends who had come to the Juhu Temple before Mangalarti, which is at 4.30 in the morning, to say their prayers. Uh, I guess they wanted some company. And they said in their tradition, Allah hears prayers uh, offered before sunrise more than he hears prayers later in the day. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, so the, the, from an hour and a half before sunrise to sunrise is called Brahma Mohorta. And that is a very auspicious time for spiritual practices chanting, reciting prayers. And so just as within the uh, 24 hours of the day cycle, the Brahma Mohurta is especially auspicious. So within the uh, 12 months of the year cycle, the month of Kartik, is very auspicious for spiritual practices. So, although there are many, uh, as, as I mentioned, there are two full chapters of the Bhagavatam devoted to this Damodar Lila, but I've chosen one verse uh, for us to read, and I will relate it to something else that uh, took place in our lifetime in the month of Kartik. So please repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya I'll, I'll recite uh, 
one line of the Sanskrit at a time, and you can follow. Evam sandarshita yanga. Evam sandarshita yanga. Harina bhritya vashyata. Harina bhritya vashyata. Svavashena pikrishnena. Yasyedam Sheshvaram Vashe Yasyedam Sheshvaram Vashe Evam Sandarshita Yanga Evam Sandarshita Yanga Harina Bhritya Vashyata Harina Bhritya Vashyata Svavashena Pikrishnena Yasyedam Sheshvaram Vashe Yasyedam Sheshvaram Vashe Evam In this manner Sandarshita was exhibited He indeed Anga O Maharaj Parikshit, Harina, by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vrityavashyata, His Transcendental Quality of Becoming Subordinate to His Servitor or Devotee. Svavashena, who is within the control only of his own self, api indeed, Krishnena, by Krishna, yasya, of whom? Idam, the whole universe. Saishwaram, with the powerful demigods, like Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma. Vashe, under the control. Translation. O Maharaj Parikshit, this, we'll do that in a minute. I'll just read it through. I read slowly and I pause naturally, but that was not uh, a sign for you. It was just the way I was reading it. But we will do that after I read it once. O Maharaj Parikshit, this entire universe, with its great exalted demigods like Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma and Lord Indra is under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So who or what is under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead? The 
the whole universe, including the big controllers like Brahma, Shiva, and Indra, they're all under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. Yet the Supreme Lord has one transcendental attribute. He comes under the control of his devotees. This was now exhibited by Krishna in this pastime. So please repeat. O Maharaj Parikshit, this entire universe, with its great exalted demigods, like Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, and Lord Indra, is under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yet the Supreme Lord has one transcendental attribute. He comes under the control of his devotees. This was now exhibited by Krishna in this pastime. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada Ki This pastime of Krishna's is very difficult to understand, but devotees can understand it. It is therefore said, Darshayam Stadvidan Loka Atmano Bhaktavas Yatam. That is um, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 11, Text 9. The Lord displays the transcendental attribute of coming under the control of his devotees. As stated in the Brahma Samhita 535, a Andantarasta paramanu chayantarasta govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami. By his one plenary portion as paramatma, the Lord controls innumerable universes with all their demigods. Yet he agrees to be controlled by a devotee. In the Upanishads, it is said that the Supreme Personality of Godhead can run with more speed than the mind. So how fast the mind can go. In a moment, if I say Vrindavan, your mind will be in Vrindavan. Or or if I say Tokyo, it will be in Tokyo. That's how fast. That's the speed of mind. If I say the moon, it'll be in a, in a moment, it'll be at the, at the moon. Yet 
In the Upanishads, it is said that the Supreme Personality of Godhead can run with more speed than the mind. But here we see that although Krishna wanted to avoid being arrested by his mother, he was finally defeated and Mother Yashoda captured him. Lakshmi Sahasra Shatasambrahma Sevyamana Krishna is served by hundreds and thousands of goddesses of fortune. Nonetheless, he steals butter like one who is poverty-stricken. Yamaraj, the controller of all living entities, fears the order of Krishna. Yet Krishna is afraid of his mother's stick. So these are like different paradoxes or contradictions, apparent contradictions. These contradictions cannot be understood by one who is not a devotee. But a devotee can understand how powerful is unalloyed devotional service to Krishna. It is so powerful that Krishna can be controlled by an unalloyed devotee. This Vashyata does not mean that he is under the control of the servant. Rather, he is under the control of the servant's pure love. So it's mentioned in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita that, uh, well, bhakti, the, the main, main ingredient of bhakti is the hladini shakti, uh, which gives Krishna pleasure. And that, that hladini shakti personified is Srimati Radharani. So in a way, you could say Krishna comes under the control of the Fadini Shakti, Bhakti, pure unalloyed devotion, which is a manifestation of Srimati Radharani. In Bhagavad Gita 1.21, it is said that Krishna became the chariot driver of Arjuna. Arjuna ordered him, Senayor Ubayor Madye, Ratam Stapaya Mechuta. My dear Krishna, you have agreed to become my charioteer and execute my orders. Please place my chariot between the two armies of soldiers. Krishna immediately executed this order. And therefore, one may argue that Krishna also is not independent. But this is one's again ignorance. Krishna is always fully independent. When he becomes subordinate to his devotees, this is a display of Ananda Chinmaya Rasa, 
the humor of transcendental qualities that increases his transcendental pleasure. Everyone worships Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And therefore, he sometimes desires to be controlled by someone else. Such a controller can be no one else but a pure devotee. Sometimes Srila Prabhupada told a story about uh, Lord Gladstone, who was the Prime Minister of England. Uh, so a very big man came to meet the Prime Minister, and the secretary told him to wait, that the Prime Minister was engaged. So that important visitor was waiting and waiting and waiting, and there was no word from inside. So that uh, visitor opened the door. He took the liberty to open the door. And inside, he saw uh, Lord Gladstone, the Prime Minister of the British Empire, on all fours, on his hands and knees, on the, on the floor of his office. And his grandson was riding on his back. He had become like a, a, a horse for his grandson to ride. So he's still Lord Gladstone, the Prime Minister of the British Empire, but he took pleasure in taking that subordinate position and being controlled by his grandson, who was, you know, go this way, go that way, do this, do that. So that's, uh, that's a pleasure. Now I mentioned that this verse had some significance in relation to something that took place um, in in my lifetime, not just my lifetime, but during Srila Prabhupada's last days. Um, and uh, although I am going to Houston on Tuesday, but I will be back uh, in two weeks in time for Srila Prabhupada's disappearance day to be here uh, with all of you. But in, at the end, you know, in, in Srila Prabhupada's last days with us, he expressed a desire to go to Govardhan Hill by Bullock Cart. And that there's a background to why he expressed that desire. Uh, but His Holiness Lokanath Swami had been traveling with the Bullock Cart party uh, throughout India, and Srila Prabhupada was very pleased with that 
program. And so he said, you know, he would also like to go on a bullock cart to, to Govardhan. Because this is just leading up to the time of Govardhan Puja. Srila Prabhupada said we must participate. And some disciples, especially the ones that were serving Srila Prabhupada closely, such as Tamal Krishna Goswami, um, Bhagananda Goswami, Bhakti Churu Swami, Bhakti Damodar Swami, they felt that Srila Prabhupada's health was too fragile for him to make that journey and that he might die and might leave his body on the way. And Srila Prabhupada had a, a Kaviraj, an Ayurvedic doctor, he had had a dream that he was being treated by a Ramanuja Kaviraj. The devotees found this wonderful Ramanuja Kaviraj who was treating Srila Prabhupada very well. And he also said, you know, to Prabhupada that you are improving and we can get you to the stage where you could go to Govardhan Hill. But not now. You're, you're, you're in no condition to, to travel now. So there was one group of devotees who, who felt that Prabhupada, that Prabhupada cannot endure that journey and he should not go. And then there was another group, uh, Of course, Lokana Swami was in, in the other group, and but you could say the you could say the philosophical leader of the other group was um, Srila Prabhupada's disciple Hansaduta, who was saying that um, you know our duty is just to follow the order of the spiritual master. It's not our duty to question his order, or to try to impose our will on the spiritual master. And I was somewhat uncertain about what the proper conclusion was. I mean, personally, you know, in terms of relationship, I was closer to, you know, to Krishna Goswami and Bhakti Chu Swami and Bhakti Damodar Swami. But in terms of the arguments, I could see there was um, some validity to the argument that we it, it's not up to us to question the order. We should just execute it. So in the end, uh, Srila Prabhupada didn't go. Uh, just, just, there was a whole, whole arrangement, but this is just within the last few days of Srila Prabhupada's personal presence. Um, so, Srila Prabhupada's god brother, Akinshana Krishna Das Babaji Maharaj, came to visit. 
and he, uh, he was Bengali, and Bhakti uh, Swami is Bengali. And so he thought that he would explain the situation to to Babaji Maharaj and request Babaji Maharaj to prevail upon Srila Prabhupada not to go. And meanwhile, um, Tamal Krishna Goswami and Bhavananda Goswami were upstairs. Uh, I mean, Srila Prabhupada had, had an upstairs to his quarters. It's, it's there, but at the end he was so ill he just stayed on there. They brought his bed down into his darshan room, where it is now. And he was he was lying there. So, uh, but Prabhupada knew what was on everyone's mind. And so Babaji Maharaj came in. He was prepared to request Prabhupada not to travel to Govardhan. And meanwhile, Tamal Krishna Goswami and Bhavananda Swami came down. And, uh, you know, as I said, Prabhupada knew what was going on. So he said, so uh, you, you request me not to go. And they said, yes. And Tamal Krishna Goswami said, Bhavananda and I were just discussing and the roads are so bumpy, and even if we put a mattress on the bullock cart, which was the plan, you know, you'd still be jostled on the way. You could, you could give up your body on the way. People could even accuse us, your disciples, of killing you. And um, and Srila Prabhupada said, uh, you know, I, I I don't want you to be in anxiety. I I won't go. And he said to Babaji Maharaj, just, just see how much they love me. So, but even after, you know, then a few days later, Prabhupada left. And even afterwards, this controversy was was going on, you know. Ansadudha, he felt we should have just done, done what Srila Prabhupada said. He said, he, you know, he, he said he wanted to to go. He said, one day experiment, I promise I won't die. But then the other side, you know, well, you know, well what does that mean he won't die? You know, because he's eternal and, you know, he, anyway. So, so that was going on even after Srila Prabhupada left. And I was not really sure what my perspective was. And at that time, this volume of Srimad Bhagavatam had just come out. And the system was when any new volume would come out, they would um, have it like gold, gold embossed and send it to Srila Prabhupada. So it was my practice that I would chant my Rams and Srila Prabhupada's quarters. Um, and so I, you know, I sort of went behind the head of his bed to his bookshelf, and I saw this new volume which had just come, and I opened it up to this verse that we just read. Um, 
Oh, Maharaj Pariksit, the entire universe, with its great exalted demigods like Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, and Lord Indra, is under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But the Supreme Lord has one transcendental attribute. He comes under the control of his devotees. This was now exhibited by Krishna in this pastime. So I thought, this is the conclusion, this is what happened. That although both sides, you could say both sides, love Srila Prabhupada, but he actually came under the control of the love of the devotees who didn't want him to to go to Govardhan at great risk. And to me, this resolved that whole uh, controversy that was go- not only taking place externally, it was taking place within my my mind as well. So, um, of course, Krishna's pastimes are Narlila, human-like pastimes. And in in the case of Krishna, one uh, forgets he's God. You know, uh, Mother Yashoda, his intimate associates. With the spiritual master, one is always conscious that he's the spiritual master. But still, as Tamal Krishna Goswami noted at this time, that, um, that Srila Prabhupada was drawing out our love for him. Uh, in, in the Dhammadarastakam, of course there are different translations, but one translation that was common at that time at least um, says that yeah that that Krishna shows that you know he's he's not bound by on reverence but he's bound by pure love so it seemed that Srila Prabhupada was drawing out a more spontaneous type of love uh, from us for him and uh Tamal Krishna Goswami even said that at that time. He said, you know, the way, Srila Prabhupada, the way you're dealing with us, it's just uh, making us love you more and more. And Srila Prabhupada replied, that is my duty. And he sort of pronounced it with a J sound which is how his professor at Scottish Churches College would pronounce it. That is my duty. So, yeah, Krishna consciousness is very deep. It's not at all stereotyped. And, um, you know, sometimes the Lord and the Lord's devotee, Srila Prabhupada, will deal with us in such a way that... uh, he challenges us to break out of a stereotyped way of dealing, to come to a more spontaneous loving platform. So that 
So this verse, which I read tonight, had that special significance to me personally. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. So we have ten minutes if anyone has any um, comments or questions. Yes, Dave Darshan Prabhu. when he wanted to go to Govardhan Hill by Bullock Cart and, you know, given his disappearance days coming in the next, uh, in, in the month of Karthik, yeah. how, when did it happen and when did this pastime of uh, you trying to realize this happened? Is, is it possible to give us a timeline? Yeah. Well, the, 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 the whole controversy in him wanting to go to Govardhan Hill took, took place maybe... Um, maybe four days before he left. Well, Govardhan Puja, as you know, comes just a couple of days before his disappearance day. So then maybe a day a day or two before Govardhan Puja, he was talking about we have to go to Govardhan, we have to participate. And then um, when I read this, it would have been maybe a couple of days after he left. I mean, soon after he left was um, Ekadasi. So we did Vrindavan Parikrama. And then uh, uh, on, the, on the, I think it was the, um, I'm thinking ostomy, but it doesn't seem to fit. But it's it was the day that Krishna Gopastami, yes, it was Gopastami. The day that Krishna was given was given charge of the cows instead of the calves. So on Gopastami we took a small deity of Srila Prabhupada to Govardhan Hill. And we did Parikrama. We we fulfilled his um, last desire. And that deity, that very special deity, is right here in Dallas at Gopi Gita's home. She, her family has that deity. So yeah, we took that deity. And um, I remember, of course, there's so much mood of separation, but I remember we took that deity out onto the Sangam at Radhakund. The Sangam is that strip between Radhakund and Shamakund. And uh, I just, it was just so clear to me that the deity was Srila Prabhupada, that, that there was absolutely no difference. Srila Prabhupada was there. And um, yeah, this very um, intricate um, pastimes, say, all meant to draw more love. Any other questions or comments?
this story, the demigods, the sons of Kavera, Manigriva and Nali Kavera, were described as being devotees, but they were still attached to material enjoyment. Uh, we hear this a lot about the demigods, that they're great devotees, they do great service, they take on a lot of responsibility, but they still have interest in romance and sense gratification. Uh, we heard this from Krishna book. So, how, does that go on? How long does that go on? Is there some, in every devotee's life, is there some, something that comes that makes them surrender to Krishna fully and give up all material desires? Well, uh, it's, it's Krishna's mercy. And often that mercy comes in the form of Krishna taking everything away from the devotee. Yasyaha manugrinami harisheta danamshanai. In fact, Srila Prabhupada perceived that in his own life. That he, you know, he was a very good businessman. He was very successful, but gradually everything started going wrong. And he consulted some of his god brothers and quoted that verse, Yasyaha manugrinami harisheta danamshanai. Could this be what's happening to me? And they said, yes, it, it, it could be. So Srila Prabhupada had a uh, disciple. Uh, I don't know, even know if he was initiated then. But he was translated Srila Prabhupada's books into Hindi. This was in Delhi. And that boy's father uh, came to meet Srila Prabhupada. I happened to be there. And the the father had a problem with smoking cigarettes. And Prabhupada asked him, uh, are, are you still uh, smoking? And the father said, yes, I am, unfortunately. Uh, uh, you know, can't you give me some special mercy? so I can give it up. And Srila Prabhupada said, yes, a special mercy, there is such a thing. And he quoted that verse, yes, yaham anugrinami harishe tadanam shanai. Lord Krishna says, the, the, the first installment of my special mercy upon a devotee is that I take everything away from him. So Srila Prabhupada said, Yes, so, um, yes, special mercy, there is special mercy. Do you want special mercy? And the man said, no, no, I'll, I'll do it myself. <laughs> so I guess those are your two choices, or any of, any of us have those two choices. <laughs> 